Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers, who had a pretty significant day on this day in history six years ago, <laughs> the Blues made him a wealthy man. Yeah, wealthy, all right. And Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. On this day six years ago, your St. Louis Blues signed for a second tour of duty. I wish it Jamie was six Rivers. years ago. It was 2006. <laughs> on this day, 14 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're just playing music. We're not sure. Right now. That was great. All right, when the Blues play at 930, <laughs> this is the show that you guys get. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. to be. Ha- we are happy to be joined by our guy, Jeremy Rutherford. Hopefully, he's less sleep-deprived than we all are. He's the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. JR, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, BK. I heard you say six years ago twice, and I'm like, you're in the same room. You can see him. You can see it wasn't six years ago. I mean, he's got the salt and pepper look going, but he could be a, a, a young 35 with that hair. Yeah. I still got some silky mitts out there, JR. Could have been six years ago. Yeah. No, you do. I've seen those silky mitts, but come on, six years ago. No, we're just sitting around uh, having breakfast, uh, lunch, uh, celebrating the, the date in history here at the house. So, JR, uh, as we continue celebrating, uh, the Blues fans did a lot of that last night with that game. Just can, can you wax poetically for a moment about what we've seen from Ryan O'Reilly? Because what he's doing in this series is in his line as a whole, really, in this series is, is unbelievable. It's absolutely masterful, and we, we know about Ryan O'Reilly. We know what he can do. We saw it last year. He's the Conn Smythe winner. He's the Selkie winner. Uh, he had a similar season this year, maybe not scoring as many goals, but he just does everything, and that's what he's doing in this series. You know, you can talk about the Sidney Crosbys that will teams to win. You know, maybe he's not to the Sidney Crosby level, but Ryan O'Reilly does so many small things that only people like Jamie and other people who have played the game or watched the game for a long time uh, can see. And and we actually uh, put out a story this morning at The Athletic where our Thomas Drantz kind of showed some videos. So if you're interested in some of those things that we're talking about, just lifting sticks and getting in uh, the right position, all those things that he does just make him absolutely remarkable. Yeah, JR, look, that's the biggest thing for me is when you watch Ryan O'Reilly, and one thing about his play, but it's what he does to improve the guys around him. And he's a very selfless player in that regard to where he will sacrifice a personal opportunity in order to make sure that he's in a great defensive spot or he's an outlet for somebody else. Rather than cheating on the wrong side of the puck, he always makes sure that he's doing what's best for the team and subsequently for his line mates. And I think that's where you see guys like David Perron. His play has just skyrocketed since him and uh, O'Reilly have become shake and bake out there. And now you add Jaden Schwartz to the mix, who is just like the Energizer Bunny. I mean, he's just hunting down pucks left and right, left and right. Their time of possession is incredible in the offensive zone. And JR, honestly, I have to credit Ryan O'Reilly for dragging guys to his level when they're on his line. You make a great point about his selflessness. To me, that probably doesn't get brought up enough because not only is he a star in the league and, and he makes plays and you know he wins these awards, but he does it sometimes at the expense of what he could do personally to help other players. And, you know, David Prawn's a terrific player in this league, so whether he played with O'Reilly or somebody else, he could get the job done. But O'Reilly 
does things to put Perron in position to score some of these goals. And look, you know, everybody wants to see the best players on the top line, the next best three on the next line, so on and so forth. That's not how it works. They balance out the offense. They put guys who have certain characteristics on certain lines. They look at the analytics to see who plays well with who based on history. And so the Blues have had to put Zach Sanford on that line with O'Reilly and Perron for some of the reasons I just mentioned. But now Craig Bruby has moved things around a little bit. You put a Jaden Schwartz on that line, who we know he's a workhorse. Look, O'Reilly and Perron aren't going to say anything about Zach Sanford. I'm sure they like the way he's played. But Jaden Schwartz is just a next-level player, and you've seen what that's done for that line. JR, I wanted to look a little big picture about Ryan O'Reilly with you, and we'll get we'll get to the goalie situation here in just a moment. But you've been covering this team for a long time. Um, when you when you watch Ryan O'Reilly and you compare what he's been for the Blues, if you look at let's say the last decade, is he gonna go down as one of the better players for the Blues over this decade? Like where where do you think he belongs on that kind of a list right now already? And I know it's a short period that he's been here so far. Well, you have to keep in mind that when you win a Stanley Cup, everything just gets completely magnified, and rightly so. So when you're the player who's in the mix of taking the team to the Cup, winning the Cons, you, know, you are. Like, so I'd go beyond 10 years. I'd go beyond, you know, I'd go 20 years. I mean, you're not going to put him at this point on the level of a bread hall in terms of a guy who's top five and the history of the league scoring goals, so on and so forth. Uh, and a lot of the things that we just touched on that O'Reilly does are underrated. You can bring up Ryan O'Reilly's name around the league, and, and people who pay attention closely are going to say, oh, yeah, he's, he's top-notch. But his name isn't up there with Crosby, McDavid, and the rest of them. But here in St. Louis, it should be. I mean, if, if I were putting together a list of the, the top 40, 50 Blues players of all time doing that list today, Ryan O'Reilly would for sure be on it, as would Jamie Rivers, who was signed by the Blues six years ago. That's a great call, JR. I, I didn't want to bring it up myself, but uh, yeah, certainly uh, I would be okay with O'Reilly being slightly ahead of me because I'm a team player too. So, um, anyways, yeah, we're talking with JR here, Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. Uh, JR, one thing I wanted to bring up really quickly is Jake Allen. You know, how long has it been, first of all, I couldn't find it that Jake played back to back like that. And also, you have Jake Allen going into a Stanley Cup series to where. I would argue that it's his job to lose now when it comes specifically to this series. It's amazing. And Craig Ruby said last night when we asked him about the decision to stick with Jake Allen, he said he just had, had a gut feeling. I wish my gut would give me good advice like that. My gut says Taco Bell, you know, uh, it says all these fast food restaurants. And, and I just think Craig Ruby has just such a magical touch with these things. We saw it last year in the playoffs moving guys around, putting certain guys into position, and he's doing it again. And so I think there's a lot of people out there, myself included. You know, I made the case yesterday that maybe you do come back with Jordan Bennington just because he's your guy, and and, and, and he did so well last year. When he lost a game in the playoffs, he bounced back. But Craig Bruby said, no, we need to win another game. Jake played well. We're putting him in there. I don't know what you do for game five, guys. I mean, I think you have to go with Jake Allen. It's working. The team's playing well, and, and he deserves it. Uh, you just put Jordan Bennington on the back burner and ride this thing out. We're talking with Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN. 101 ESPN, breaking news alert. 
We have some breaking news from the Blues, and I want to get JR's response to this or his reaction to this. According to the Blues team website, Vladimir Tarasenko is headed back to St. Louis to meet with team doctors for further evaluation of his surgically repaired shoulder. Blues GM Doug Armstrong made the announcement through a team press conference on Tuesday. The team says an update on Tarasenko's status will be available next Monday. So at the very minimum, he's going to be out for the next week. I would imagine if he is coming back to St. Louis to talk with the team doctors, it would likely be even longer than that. JR, uh, did you catch any wind of this? What is your reaction to the news that Vladimir Tarasenko heading back to St. Louis to get his surgically repaired shoulder uh, checked out once again? Yeah, well, we knew uh, in the return to play, when he came back, he played the exhibition game. He, he knocked the rust off a little bit. And then uh, he had to sit out a game. And that's not good news. And what I thought about initially was the fact that, look, this is a guy who was going to come back in five months if the season didn't pause. Now he's got nine months to heal. Everybody talked about how strong that shoulder was, and him missing time wasn't a good sign. And so, you know, a week ago, did you know that he'd be headed back to St. Louis to get looked at? No, but uh, I think just what we've seen from Vladimir Tarasenko, he hasn't been confident. And, and you saw some of the plays he made the other night. It just wasn't himself. He's not skating. He's not cutting. Uh, you know, Craig Bruby said it after the game is that we need to see some more of those things from Vladimir Tarasenko. So, you know, the degree of, of how his shoulder is impacted, uh, we don't know yet, obviously, because uh, we'll have to wait to get the evaluation from the doctors. But the fact that Craig Bruby, to me, would kind of be critical of his play tells you that, you know, maybe they didn't know the severity of what he was dealing with with the shoulder. So uh, it's obviously become an issue. They're going to have to get it looked at and, and not good news. But uh, either way, whether the shoulder was bothering him, it wasn't bothering him, he was not playing well. And as you've seen, they've put replacements uh, into the lineup, and the Blues have looked a lot better. JR, Vladimir Tarasenko scores 11 goals last year in the playoffs. We have now a situation where we're going to be without those 11 goals. What players, and I'll use the I'll use it as plural because not one player out there is going to fill in for that 11 goals. What players do you think can step up and add a little bit of offensive punch to this lineup? Well, I don't think it's going to be uh, a player, and, and I saw you said players, uh, and that's what it's going to have to be. And, and when he went out on October 24th the first time, that's what it was the rest of the season. For the next 61 games, the Blues came together as a team, had the balance scoring. You had Braden Shen and David Prawn contribute 28 goals apiece. You had a Zach Sanford step up and double his total, you know, eight goals before. This year he had 16. He had contributions from all around. So you look at uh, the possibilities of guys who are going to be in the lineup, and you look into what we saw the last couple of games, Jordan Tyroo steps in. Well, guess what? He's not going to score 11 goals in the playoffs. You know, De La Rose, these guys coming in aren't going to be able to contribute in, in that regard. So you have to be happy knowing what you know right now, that Vladimir Tarasenko is not going to be in the, the back in the lineup, that the Blues are playing the style that leads to different guys contributing on a regular night because that's what it's going to have to be. We're talking with Jeremy Rutherford. He's our Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. JR, how much does this change your expectations for the Blues this postseason, if at all? Do you do you still believe that even, let's say Vladimir Tarasenko is not able to return to them this postseason, is this still a team that with the guys that they have without Vladdy can be a cup contender in your opinion? I think so. I think definitely after watching, it, especially the last game, uh, you know, 
you're better with Vladimir Tarasenko on the ice, right? Everybody can agree with that. 11 goals last year. But I expected a better Tarasenko because he had so much time to heal. So I'm looking at a Tarasenko who's maybe got two goals in this series already, and he's noticeable, and he's playing good hockey. If that's not the Vladimir Tarasenko that you're going to get, then to me it doesn't matter if uh, he's in the lineup right now or he's back in St. Louis because he's not that guy. So does this change the Blues' uh, trajectory in terms of can they still contend for a cup? I would answer it that it'd be nice to have him, but it would be nice to have the real number 91, and they didn't have that. So I, to me, it, it's yeah, it's a knock. You don't have them. Uh, but the way they're playing here lately, they can win like they are. He's Jeremy Rutherford. You can find his work on The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, we always appreciate the time, my man. Uh, enjoy the rest of this series. We look forward to reading your work over on The Athletic. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You got it. That's JR joining us here on 101 ESPN. So, Jamie, we got Jeremy Rutherford's reaction to that. I want to get you and Alex Ferrario's reaction to the news that Vladimir Tarasenko is returning back to St. Louis to get his shoulder checked out. Plus, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service tax line. We'll get some questions and answers coming up next on 101 ESPN.